What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, back in action today, September 3rd. Wow, we're already in September 2020. Today, we're going to have some fun. It's been a podcast episode that we've teased for a little while now, but we're finally getting down to it. Rachel Gerhardt is joining me in a second, and we will discuss everything from the world of reality TV, at least the big reality TV competition shows that we watch and we enjoy. In addition to that, the greatest of all time kids show bracket of the 2000s happening right now on jackvita.com. And we are in the sweet 16. Things are ratcheting up here. So we are going to discuss the latest on that bracket. We got to make some, I'm sure there'll be some strong takes along the way. Rachel is joining me right now. Rachel, are you in are you in Valpo area right now? Jack, hello. I am. My parents live in Crown Point still, which is about 15 minutes west of Valpo. And I got here yesterday. I'll be here till Monday. So it's just good to be back. Get that northwest Indiana fresh air <laughs> and hospitality. So, yep, I'm back here. What about you? Where are you at right now? I'm back home with my mom and dad. I am still living in Wilmette. Things are pretty good, but it's a it's been it's been pretty good lately, I'd say. It's been kind of nice to just relax a little bit, I'd say lately at least as a result of the uh, COVID-19 situation. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And it's allergy season for me, so I'm a little stuffy and oh, I just I can't wait until it's full-blown fall. We could bring the weather down a couple notches. I am sweating. I'm tired. I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, you're out in the park right now, right? I am currently a mile and a half deep into a walk with my dog around the neighborhood. <laughs> so if you hear any uh, cicadas or bumblebees or anything in the microphone, <laughs> that would explain why. Has <laughs> that been your mode of transportation and exercise lately? Have you been doing a lot of walking? Well, I got my dog when I was a senior at Velpo, and she is so high energy. She requires at least like three walks a day. Okay. And I live in a city in an apartment, so I have been like Forrest Gump for the last couple of years. <laughs> so I've been doing, my big thing has been bike rides. I, yeah. Yeah, I've been doing these, I went 30 miles the other day riding bikes is awesome i haven't ridden a bike in probably a year i got and i flipped it last year riding bikes oh. with velbo native april cronin <laughs> yep haven't touched it since then but man, oh gosh props to you <laughs> well before we get into the sports or sorry the entertainment today i wanted to ask you something about sports i was curious there's so much going on in the world of sports right now. We have baseball being played. We have NBA and NHL playoffs. There's golf. There's NASCAR. There's just a lot going on. And many college football programs are about to start up. Maybe not all of them, but many are. <laughs> have you found yourself watching a lot of sports or not really? Because it's also a strange time to be watching sports. Because typically it's only baseball in August. Um, honestly, I have been watching strictly baseball and I watched a little bit of the Indy 500, but even oh, nice. still watching baseball, it's not really the same. I, yeah. I don't know. I have a hard time. I mean, it's still nice. It's great to watch sports, but I just have a hard time like keeping up my excitement levels. 
I yeah. mean, who, who would have known how important the crowd is to, you know, a quality <laughs> sports match? So <laughs> I have been watching it. I think in previous years, I've been a lot more excited about it. Like, yeah, I don't know, just the shortened seasons, changing the rules. So much like, you know, there's, it's, there's so much unexpected nature to this whole sports environment as well, because... All it takes yeah. is one player getting COVID and testing positive to, to, you know, change the entire season. And that's not something that we've really had to deal with before in the past. So it's so unpredictable, but I guess that could make it a little bit more fun for people. But for me, I don't really like it. Yeah, I'm actually on the same page with you, which may be surprising. Does that surprise you at all? That I'm I'm in the same boat with you? I'm not watching yeah. as much as I thought I would? I. I am surprised, to be honest. I feel like a lot of people can relate to it, though. Yeah, it's just, first of all, I was just, I think I was talking about this last week with Grant Smith when he was on, but it's just the time of year where things are kind of getting a little hectic. I'm back to working at school, and so you're, and we're also coming slowly out of this pandemic and doing a little more and getting back to work. But the main thing for me is in the summertime, I just, I try to find myself outside as much as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. Living in Chicago, living in the Midwest where it's going to be so cold in the winters is when I bundle up and watch the TV nonstop. So it's been enjoyable in the past to only have baseball where I can be 100% checked into baseball and not have three or four other sports to follow at the same time. It seems like there's an overload of content. And I'm also on the same page with you in that it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like the same. 60 games is not a real baseball season. Designated hitters should not be in the National League. The runner on second base in extra innings, seven inning baseball games on a doubleheader that's just not baseball at least it's not national league baseball so it feels like i'm watching something that's in between a spring training game and a normal regular season game yes i totally agree i think it feels more like spring training than it does a real game just because it, it the crowd adds so much more intensity to the game i don't know jack i just (laughs) <laughs> I would so much rather spend my days watching reality TV right now. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching quite a lot, and we will discuss reality TV. I also think it'd be fun to talk about reality TV binging and rewatches. If there's anything that you've been rewatching, we can get to that a little later on. Absolutely. I have honestly. Like, it's almost so bad I probably should go see a therapist. I've been watching so much television, it's disturbing, it's sick, it probably isn't good for my health. But you know what? Self-care. And that is my version <laughs> yes. of self-care. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we've established that we're on the same page about sports. Let's talk about this kids' show bracket, the greatest kids' show of the 2000s bracket, I have you been following this since the beginning? When did you find out about it? Uh, what do you th- what are your thoughts on it so far? I have been following along since the beginning. As soon as I saw that you started posting on your Instagram um, with the polls and the voting, I've been interactive. <laughs> uh, I do take a lot of these shows very seriously because no matter what, when you're a kid, the shows that you watch kind of build like your foundation of humor and 
Um, I just, I love these shows so much and I relate to them so much from my childhood. So heck yeah, I'm taking this very serious. (laughs) That's awesome. So we are at the sweet 16 right now. Day two is about to wrap up in about four or five hours. We have a couple of, well, one that's not very close. Arthur's up on Blue's Clues. And now we have a very tight match between Hey Arnold and Avatar The Last Airbender. It's currently tied with about four and a half hours left of voting. That's that's a matchup to keep an eye on, folks. Now, I did vote. I voted for Hey Arnold. Good. I know that I don't like talking politics, but I'll share my <laughs> votes today. I did vote Hey Arnold. <laughs> Um, Avatar growing up, I don't think Avatar really came out in my childhood until I was in like fourth grade. Um, and Hey Arnold, I watched from like age three to like 12. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so I will say I'm on the Hey Arnold side. However, since quarantine did start happening, they did put The Last Airbender on Netflix and I have been rewatching it. Oh, yeah, yes. it's been I think that Netflix kick is really helping Avatar because I don't yeah. think if this bracket occurred 2 years ago, I don't know if there'd be as much Avatar trendiness in our culture, but the Avatar voters are full, showing up in full force and I need to admit I never watched Avatar and I think you can probably relate to this. Avatar it wasn't that major of a Nicktoon at the time, right? It, wasn't. it was yeah. It wasn't. And you know what? I think I think Avatar almost has kind of like an anime twist to it. And I think yeah. anime has really started to make a comeback um, in the last like four or five years. I'm really not much of an anime person, so I feel like that has part yeah, of the reason either. why I never really got into it growing up. Because when we were growing up, we only really had Avatar or Pokemon. You know, Pokemon <laughs> kind of had an, an anime twist to it, but... Yeah, I think that has a lot to do why with why people are picking it so much now in your books. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting to follow, and it does seem it's interesting because you and I, neither of us, were huge Avatar watchers. At least it sounds like you may have watched it before. I never really watched it. Hey Arnold was a super prominent show in my childhood, and I've gone back and I've watched Hey Arnold recently. And I've been blown away by how good it was because in my memory, I'm like, oh, yeah, it was a cute, fun, silly show. You watch it as an adult and they're so deep. It's all about ethics. And you have this guy, Arnold, who wants to help people and he teaches people, other kids in the neighborhood, good lessons about ethical behavior and trying to help others and look out for people who are struggling. And I think that was a show that impacted me a lot as a kid. Absolutely. I agree 100%. I think that we got really lucky with the shows that we grew up on because whether we knew it or not at the time, so many of them did hold such good deep meanings that, you know, who knows? That could have affected us as people as we grew up. You know, I I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, I would rewatch these shows over and over and over again. (laughs) You know, I would watch Even Stevens on repeat all day, every day. Um and genuinely, I think that that affected like my humor as a kid. And as yeah. you grow up, yeah, as you grow up and you like become who you are, that definitely plays a factor in it. So, oh, that's so good. Love football head. <laughs> By the way, you mentioned even Stevens. 
criminally underrated by the voters of this bracket. And we're going to have to pick some bones today. We have some bones to pick with some of the decisions that our voters, our, our fans, our listeners, our voters, they've done an excellent job so far on this bracket. They're about 95% right. But there have been a couple instances where I would I would say I think they're wrong. I think they got it wrong. And one of them from the round of 32 I Carly took out even Stevens. I I think that's criminal. I think that's wrong. That makes me sick. Honestly, uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before on the podcast, but Lewis Stevens was my first crush that I've ever had in my whole life. (laughs) Truly, I forever have like a soft spot for Shia LaBeouf because I always have loved Lewis Stevens. Um, I Carly, like, yeah, it was a good show. It was pretty funny. That show came out when we were in like middle school. Um, And I always felt like... I don't know. I always felt like I was like too grown for the humor. But even Stevens came out when we were in like early elementary school. And I honestly, <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. I rewatch it still. I just rewatched some of it last week. And it's quality, oh. hysterical television. It's funny you mentioned the Lewis Stevens crush because can you guess my first Disney crush? It was right around the same exact time. It had to be either Lizzie McGuire or Amanda Bynes because those two girls were my favorite growing up. <laughs> it was it was Lizzie McGuire, yeah. yeah. Hillary Duff. Soft yes. spot for Hillary Duff. Yeah. Oh, and she's still such a good person. Like I was texting you the other day telling you how much I love Hillary Duff. She's just such a great person. She's always been one of those celebrities who never really got into trouble, has always been such a good role model to her fans. Like, oh, I'm so upset that they had to cancel the filming of Lizzie McGuire, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What happened there? Do you know? Devastating. Um, I think it was something along the lines of Hillary really wanted Lizzie to be portrayed to her fans accurately like a girl in her 30s going through something a girl in her 30s would go through um and i just think that they couldn't find anybody to take enough interest in it to pick it up and produce it yeah well we got to talk the voters screwed up yesterday because lizzie mcguire lost to fairly odd parents oh my gosh i'm gonna be blunt here fairly odd parents is just a trash show not a good show oh (laughs) what the heck Keep in mind, Rachel, you and I have off-the-air debates about which was greater, Nickelodeon or Disney, and I'm firmly in the Nickelodeon camp, but this is a situation where this is my favorite Disney Channel show. I think it's one of the... I think these two, even Stevens, Lizzie McGuire, the two strongest Disney shows of our childhood, and Fairly Odd Parents was on for a long time, no doubt had a great amount of cultural impact. For whatever reason, it was popular, but the voices in that show just drove me up a wall. They were so annoying. I just, I thought that show was so annoying. Oh my gosh. I am so upset by this. I'm very curious to know what like the median age group is that is voting in your pools. Because I feel like even if they're like, you know, three, four years younger than us, they might be swayed to pick fairly odd parents over Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. But I just can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, I mean, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody got more votes against Fairly Odd Parents than Lizzie McGuire did, which is, that's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that 100%. We have, it's a lot of the votes are coming in through Instagram, so you probably would have to get an idea of what the common age of the Instagram person is. It's Generation Z. Definitely is a little younger than us, and I think that's what happened with 
even Stevens and with Lizzie McGuire. Wow. Yeah, I guess that would make sense. But, you know, I'm, I mean, I think that, like, a lot of the people who follow you are, like, Valvo people who we went to college with. Yeah. So uh, this is just really making me question my friends <laughs> and their taste. <laughs> Did you have a, who'd you go for in the Blues Clues Arthur matchup? That one was really tough for me. I was a Blues Clues kid. Yeah. I was. And you, you know what's devastating is I heard recently that they do still make new episodes of Blue Clues, and it came instead back. of getting instead of getting mail for mail time, they get stinking emails. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is that about? <laughs> yeah, they put poor mailbox out of a job. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the big bummer is that Steve isn't back because Steve should. Uh, Steve was in the. I watched the. I looked it up. I found it. The return of Blue's Clues after about 15 years off the air. There's a new episode and I watch it and Steve and Joe are ushering the new guy in and giving him tips on how to be good at his job as a detective. Oh, my God. Very, very fun to watch. For me, there's only Steve. That was it. You know, yeah. they've gone through so much different. Three different now head guys for Blue's Clues. Steve or bust. <laughs> Steve Burns, his Twitter or his Instagram is Steve Burns Alive, which I just think is one of the best handles ever. <laughs> People yeah, thought he died. <laughs> right. But yeah, Blues Clues. I was such a huge Blues Clues fan as a kid that my parents took me to the Blues Clues live show where it was a musical and they were traveling around the country and it was at Allstate Arena, I think. That's how big of a Blues Clues fan I was as a kid. And I love Arthur, but I had to, I also went with Blues Clues in this instance. Yeah, that was a really tough choice. I used to have like a stuffed animal that I slept with at night of Arthur. So that was, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like that choice was like having to ask your kid who they like more mom or dad it's like what the heck don't ask me that <laughs> for sure in other news spongebob moving on to the elite eight no big surprise beat kim possible yesterday we have a couple other matchups well we got a couple more days worth of matchups later on today and uh, we can. I'll give you our matchups for later on today. You can give me your winners. Hannah Montana versus Zoe 101. Ooh. And I Carly. Yeah. Zoe 101. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I'm with you. We got strong female leads in this uh, South region. So then we also have iCarly versus the Amanda show. And I'm scared that iCarly and these Gen Z people are going to take out another show that we love. Honestly, iCarly was not that funny. Like, I truly think that the funniest character in that whole show was Gibby. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't even really have, like, that big of a role. <laughs> the other one was there's that guy i remember my s sister because it was the same type of thing i didn't watch all of iCarly. i saw maybe like the first season and then i was in high school and i no longer really watched nick or disney but my sister my brother i had younger siblings i remember them watching it there was that guy who like put pickles on a stick and he'd walk around and he'd be like who wants a pickle right 
yeah, that guy was pretty funny. But yeah, that same type of thing. It was like Miranda Cosgrove was amazing in every role that she did before iCarly. And then I, it was like, I just didn't love her in iCarly. Just didn't, didn't really love or resonate. The show didn't resonate with me. And like, I don't know if you remember or not, but like during that time when iCarly came out, so did Victorious. So did, um, what was that one with Emma Roberts? Oh, Unfabulous. That was on a little earlier. Unfabulous, Victorious, iCarly. Like, they all were just very similar to me. Yeah. Yeah. Unfabulous was on during the Ned's Declassified era. Yes, 100%. Yeah, Ned Ned actually put up a good fight to Arthur last week. That was <laughs> surprising. You're a Ned guy. You love Ned's Declassified. I like it. I think it's funny to reference. I remember I put out that tweet a couple of years ago and I said what was the most applicable thing you ever took from Ned's Declassified and you tweeted back and you said the dodge, dodgeball. Yeah, dodgeball trick dodgeball I've always used the dodgeball trick <laughs> yeah the, no I wasn't I wasn't a huge Ned fan it was more just like a fun show rather than like a a, a good show I'd say yeah I'd agree with that I still, I don't know, the more deep we get into this conversation, I get frustrated. <laughs> I mean, I know that my taste in, in shows isn't superior to anybody else's, but sheesh. Well, what else from the from the results of this bracket so far, what else makes you frustrated? I just think that at the end of the day, Amanda Show, Lizzie McGuire, Zoe 101, um... Did you have all that? You had yeah, all that, all that there, got right? bounced real early. Got, yeah, I remember that one got smacked. And it's like, people, come <laughs> on. All that was hysterical. It was like the SNL for kids. Yeah, exactly. Keenan and Kel barely beat Corey in the house, too. And I was like, I was pretty upset about what? that being close. Because yeah. Keenan and Kel, it's like this show, as well as all that, sprung Keenan to SNL and now he's the longest tenured SNL cast member ever. Right, exactly. So I don't know. I just it's kind of bizarre to me. Yeah. We're getting old, I think, is the point. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And then in the Midwest region, we have Drake and Josh versus Jimmy Neutron. And now you voted for Phil of the Future against Drake and Josh, which was <laughs> one of the lone Phil of the Future votes. I did. I did. I think Phil of the Future is so funny. I will never forget that episode when they're like squishing tomatoes and Phil's like extra toe comes off. <laughs> the toe episode? I don't know. I just. I think. It, Phil in the Future just came out before Drake and Josh. And, like, at the age where I watched a ton of TV and shows and they meant, like, so much to me was in elementary school before I was, like, super tied into soccer. Yeah. So then when Drake and Josh came out, I was busy. I don't even think I've seen every episode of Drake and Josh. <laughs> well, I remember my first memory of you was I was giving that presentation senior year at Valpo about my... Do you remember this? When I presented my... Th- our what was it our summer internships and i worked at 22nd century media and i was like that sounds like something from phil of the future and i no one got it and then i heard later like someone who was in our my like capstone group was like oh yeah rachel she was laughing at that she was like oh i get it i get it i watched that show 
I was, He's a 22nd century I was guy. like, well, we're definitely going to be really good friends then after that. Yeah. <laughs> that is hysterical. I do remember that. <laughs> oh, good times. Oh, yeah. But Phil the Future, I liked it too. I really did. It definitely got forgotten because it kind of came out in that middle era of the 2000s. And it wasn't on for very long either. But Allie and AJ, Allison Mashaka, they formed Allie and AJ. And they were, in terms of, look, in terms of these Disney pop people, like these child singers, a lot of the music isn't very good. Some of it's fun and nostalgic. But I really thought that Allie and AJ still, to this day, made really, really good music. Their Christmas album was great. I, I have one of their CDs, the CD that they came out with that had a potential breakup song yeah. on it. I love that song. I thought they were great. Like, they came out with that, um, what was it, that Cowbells movie? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought they were great in that. I really did love them. Do you want to help me organize the decom bracket someday? Because I think that needs to be done. The best Disney Channel original movie bracket. Oh my god, that is what my life purpose is probably going to be. <laughs> Disney Channel movies for me are top of the line. <laughs> All right, sweet. We'll do that. So yeah, Jimmy Neutron against Drake and Josh. That will be occurring at the end of the week. That will be our Friday matchup. And Jimmy Neutron smoked all that, as we mentioned. Pretty wild. Gosh. Yeah, that is just really disappointing to me. I did love Jimmy Neutron, but like, what the heck? I love Hugh Neutron. I think he's one of the best. I, In terms of these cartoon characters, and I know you didn't watch as much Nick as I did, but the the two best, two of the best cartoon characters from that era... Hugh Neutron and Nigel Thornberry. Just, just Nigel Thornberry <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> oh, oh my god, I loved the Wild Thornberries. That was in there too, wasn't it? Yeah, it lost to Hey Arnold. That's a tough matchup. Tough matchup. Ah, that is a tough matchup. But Wild Thornberries is a really good show. Nigel is just like, look, Marianne, I'm a sloth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then oh, Hugh, I love that show. Hugh Neutron, who love, he's obsessed with ducks and pie. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yep. Oh, good times. So we had a big up. Well, I thought it was a pretty big upset. A six seed Rocket Power taking out That's So Raven. Um, I don't know if you saw which way I voted, but I took Rocket Power. I'm yeah, a I kid till I die. I, I mean, that was tough for me because. I still watch that So Raven on Disney Plus. I love that So Raven. <laughs> but when I was a kid, like I wanted to be a part of Rocket Power. I was so obsessed yeah. with Rocket Power and Brink. Like I just wanted to be a skater kid. <laughs> Brink. Yeah, I had a Rocket Power skateboard. Um and I it wasn't like I never was a skater. I never really went to skate parks or anything, but I just ride it around the block and just like ride my skateboard places and it had Auto yes. Rocket's face on it and so I was so happy that Rocket Power pulled off that upset. Until I was like 20 years old, I wanted to have my firstborn son's name be Otto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I love the name Otto. Because of Auto Rocket? Yes. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, our friend Amy Vander Hayden is really excited for this matchup. She feels torn. She keeps telling me she doesn't know which way she's going to go. Rocket Power or Rugrats, those were her two favorite Nicktoons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it should. some of these, these matchups are criminal, seriously. I mean, you're really putting the fans in a tough spot here, making us choose between some of these tight picks. I mean, how can you choose between Rugrats and Rocket Power? That's like you yeah. watch Rugrats until you're like five or six, and then that's when you pick up Rocket Power when you put away Rugrats. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, and Seriously. they were made. They were made by the same exact creators of the show, like the same writers, the same creators, and yeah. you can see the animation style is the same. So that's that would be a good. I wonder if there's a theory out there that Tommy Pickles went on to be Auto Rocket or something like that. Could you imagine? Oh my god, I haven't even ever thought of that, but that would be a good theory. We could probably twist something up on Reddit and get people on board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless it's already out there, it could be. Never right. know. But yeah, I think those are our matchups. Looking back, is there anything that really, anything else we didn't discuss here that surprised you? Did you? Okay, I can't remember or not, but did you have the show code name Kids Next Door on there? Just missed the cut. Yeah. What I, the hell? I was. See, that was another great one. I'm like, what the heck? I'm waiting for it to pop up in oh. one of these matchups. Haven't seen it yet. I'm like, okay, did we just forget this amazing show ever existed? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't watch a whole lot of Cartoon Network. So when it came oh. to the non-Nick and Disney shows, I was just getting suggestions from people because I was putting it out on Twitter. I'm like, what shows do we need to include? And so someone oh, said yeah. Cyber Chase, and I had never seen that See? before. That is the one thing I would have loved for future. Like, if you ever want to do twist some Cartoon Network in there, you should come to me. I am an expert. I grew up okay. on Johnny Bravo, Powerpuff Girls, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um, yeah, I mean, that was my that was my jam. So I think next time, that's my only critique here. We do need some Cartoon Network in there. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, maybe we'll uh, rehash this thing <laughs> five years from now or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come back and see how our votes have changed. <laughs> and we're at like age thirty. It's like, do we? we still do we? Care. Yeah. We're oh, of course we'll so care. Invested. That's what I mean. Like, it's, it's not a question. Like, we are going to be still very much invested in these shows. Yeah, absolutely. With the Amanda show, I was writing up the recap for this round on my on my website, jackvita.com and. I wrote about the Amanda show. I was like, there are so many different things that I still feel like are referenced that left an impact with that show today, even though that show wasn't even on very long. I mean, I say bring in the dancing lobsters at the end of every podcast. Oh and- my goodness. Anytime my parents in the, me and my brother, when we would grow up and we would be in the car with my mom and dad, if there was ever a, the slightest argument between my mom and dad or disagreement, me and my brother would just scream, Maha! Maha! <laughs> oh, yeah. And it, I don't know if you remember or not, that it, I think it was from the same bit when she would like lick the spoons with yogurt on it. And it was just like a very, I don't know, she was just hysterical. I still reference that stuff. <laughs> yeah. And Amanda, please would be, yes. if, if your name was Amanda, that would probably be like, you'd have to race to get that Twitter handle, but that would be a good Twitter handle to have. 
Oh, yeah. And, like, the girls' room, like, all the girls, if you know, <laughs> yeah. if you're out at the bars or something and you're, you know, the girls are all in the in the bathroom, people are still like, the girls' room. <laughs> it's still it's still a very real thing. I like eggs. Like, come yeah. on, if you don't get these references, get out. I didn't. I, I'm glad you enlightened me with that because I would not have known that otherwise. <laughs> Well, it's usually me that initiates it. Oh, okay. I'll walk in and say, the girls room, and then a bunch of people will usually then, you know, add in and contribute to my my Amanda Bynes fantasy. <laughs> my favorite bit was Tony Pajamas with uh, Drake oh, and yeah. Josh. Yeah, oh, and it yeah. was just like, oh my gosh, it was so good as an Italian myself. And you're, you're Italian, part Italian, right? Absolutely not. I am completely oh. and utterly Irish. Oh, okay. I thought you you had some type of Italian connection, but <laughs> no, but I'm friends with a lot of Italians. Though. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, but no, that that one, just the mob spoof. It's so funny. It's just like a great spoof of mob movies, and totally Kyle and oh, yeah. Block Blister, and it's just like, oh, Moody's Point, so yeah. good. Yep. So good. So uh, please, if you're listening, please consider the Amanda show against iCarly. Please. I, even if you watch more iCarly, here's your homework. Watch an episode of the Amanda show on YouTube because there are some episodes. You'll watch it. Compare it to an iCarly episode. Maybe the nostalgia clouds your vision a little bit. Maybe iCarly still holds up for you. But I just I really think the Amanda show was such an amazing show. And I really hope it can live to see another day i truly would like to challenge any listener out there to find me one episode of iCarly that could go up against the amanda show and make me laugh harder it's just not gonna happen <laughs> yeah and that the talent on the amanda show as well you got josh peck drake bell nancy sullivan who all go on to then do drake and josh it's yeah. just oh it's so good it's so good oh good times good moms Good times. All right. Anything else on this bracket that we didn't get to? Anything from the first round that surprised you? I don't know. I think we covered. I think we covered most of it. All right. Good the, stuff. The important ones, at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I w- I will say I was disappointed that Legends of the Hidden Temple got taken out in the first round by Disney Channel Games. Yeah, that was. I never once watched Disney Channel Games. Like never once. <laughs> I got a quote from my sister, Laura. She texted me. She said, people who are voting for Disney Channel games, it's just nostalgia because she went back and decided, I'll watch some Disney Channel games on YouTube during quarantine. And she was underwhelmed. It was yeah. it was a fun watch, but it wasn't anything actually quality, I guess. Yeah, I just, I don't really recall that the games ever really being too challenging you know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, let's talk about some real challenging games in the world of reality television. And I guess we got to start with what is the lead right now, what actually is on the air, and that is Big Brother All-Stars. Big Brother All-Stars. This is season 22 of Big Brother, and they really... This is things are a little different this time around. This is only the second time that they've had all returning players in the Big Brother house. Probably an easy time to get people because people are forced to quarantine and it gives them something to do. But this uh, Big Brother All Stars is it's now been on for four weeks. It started 
significantly later it was delayed the production was delayed as a result of COVID-19 they had to create some ways to make it so that this pandemic was not going to be something that they were worrying about the showrunners or the people living in the house so it started the first week of August and it should be running up into November as a result very different type of big brother season from what we've seen in the past yeah, absolutely. You know what? I was like Big Brother number one fan for a good five years. And then I want to say for like yeah. the last two, three years, I've kind of taken a break from it. Um, and just because of COVID and kind of seeing, you know, some familiar faces back in the house, I have watched about four or five episodes. Um, and I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. I I just think maybe the older I get, the more I'm kind of like, the show loses its luster for me a little. But a lot of these people, too, we just saw come off of the challenge. Um, and I yeah. know they originate from Big Brother, but then they go to the challenge, and now they're going back to Big Brother. And there's just such a difference in intensity um, and just, like, drama. And I know Big Brother is just, like, very relaxing for me. You know, there's really, everyone's <laughs> yeah. pretty just mature. You know, no one's really there for petty stuff. Um, everyone's just there kind of trying to play some games and win some money, whereas uh, some of these other shows are a little bit more drama-based. So I think it just lacks a little intensity for me. That's why I haven't been as on top of it. But I'm going to try and give it a chance and finish through the end of the season. Yeah, the problem, the toughest thing for me with Big Brother is there are just too many episodes. It goes on for too long. So I really enjoyed Celebrity Big Brother because Celebrity Big Brother was only on for three and a half weeks. So it was a fun little event, sort of similar to watching something like the Olympics where you're camped out on the TV three or four nights a week, but it ends quickly. It's not something that goes on for too much longer than that. And I think there are too many episodes. And then the other fact... We talked about how there's just an overload of sports right now. Typically, when Big Brother's on, it's you're either making a decision: are you going to do Bachelorette or the or Big Brother for the right. summer, or Bachelor in Paradise? You make that decision because it's the only show. But now we're going to be adding some more reality shows. Amazing Race is going to be starting up in a month. There's a new show called Tough as Nails that's been on CBS for the past eight weeks or so, which I going to binge at some point haven't gotten a chance to check it out for the same reason i haven't been as glued to big brother there's just there's a lot going on it's not the same as starting it up in mid-june i think yeah i 100 percent agree with that i don't know there's just tv in general i just can't i don't find i have been watching more shows because i can't go out but i also have been finding myself like after one show i'm just like irritable I'm just like, dang it, I want to go do something now, you know, and I'm all I can do is sit here and watch these shows. But yeah, Big Brother just hasn't really been doing it for me this season. But, you know, since we talk about it, I'm like I said, I'm going to stick with it and give it a chance here. But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully it picks up a little bit as we get closer to the end. Yeah, well, we still got a little ways to get there. <laughs> it's going to be a while before oh, yeah. we hit the end. There's still a lot of people in that house. One of my good friends actually works big brother oh um yeah she works on the set um and she was really excited about this season so i've been in touch with her trying to figure out some behind the scenes secrets so should i find anything juicy out i'll let you know 
Okay, great. Did she tell you or did are you aware of the set of circumstances that prevented Josh Martinez from getting into the Big Brother house this summer? Oh, guys, no, I have no idea, but I'm sure I could find out. I mean, oh, Josh. I, I, it's public information. I was curious oh. if you heard about it. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't looked into it. What did that silly goose do? <laughs> well, uh, not too surprisingly, he tested positive for COVID during their quarantine period. They quarantined them for 14 days uh, before bringing him into the house, and they were taking COVID tests pretty regularly. And Josh tested positive for COVID, and they think it may have been a false COVID um, or false positive. But, I mean, if that isn't the most Josh thing I've ever heard, I mean, what is? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say I'm shocked. <laughs> but, yeah, do you like the people that they've brought back? Is this who you would have liked to see in terms of All-Stars? Or does it leave a little more to be desired? It's nice to see some familiar faces. I did really like the season that Nicole and Cody were on. Um, so I do like to see that they're back. Um, Memphis, you know, he, I've never really known him. I never watched his season and now I'm watching him. I kind of like him. He's a little bit, I don't know. I think he's kind of one who might yeah. bring some drama into this show. So I do like him because he stirs the pot up a bit. Um, who else am I forgetting? Nicole F. Cody and Memphis are like my favorite people right now, but I think I would have liked to see some some more people from that season. Like I really did like Victor. Yeah. Um, I liked Helen, older Helen. She was a goop. <laughs> I thought she was hysterical. She would be com- like you know just comedic to have back on this season. I think um, was she on fifteen? The really polarizing. She season? was on the same season that uh, Cody was on. I think. Oh really? Because there was a Helen yeah. on a different season that I watched back in the day. I don't know. They all kind of blend together. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But like I said, it's good to see familiar faces and not jump back into Big Brother with just strangers, you know? Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because I'm not some Big Brother super fan. I've really only watched a couple of seasons all the way through. And there are other seasons that I've seen parts of. But... I think the thing is, for me, I like seeing the new people, and I think that would kind of give me a little more energy in this early part of getting an idea of, like, who are these people, finding out who they are, hearing their stories, and then seeing if they're challenge material, which is now a fun uh, fun thing to look for. Dang. Wow. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> but... Yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on. I'm a couple episodes behind, but I kind of have like a time each week where I just watch two or three of them at a time and I have it on in the background as I'm bringing this bracket together. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's how I am too. I kind of keep it on as just like background noise and I'll <laughs> tune in. You know, I don't stay too heavily focused on it when I do have it on. Yeah, it's enjoyable, but it's not something that has me gripped to it from episode to episode at least not yet it typically last season i got gripped to it once we got to like when there was about eight people left and then i was like what's gonna happen and i was getting on the live feeds and but it takes a little while to get to that point yeah i agree so in other reality tv news survivor as a result of covid19 not happening this fall I wrote a piece about it. You can read that at my website, jackvita.com, for more information. This is what I think is crazy to me. 
the show said they released a statement on their Instagram and said, we can't go to Fiji right now. Essentially that it said it's Fiji or bust. We're not going to do survivor if we can't go to Fiji. And as a longtime viewer of the show, who's been around since 2000s for 40 seasons and counting. Now I've watched every season with my family. The thing that I loved about the show in its early days was seeing new parts of the world, getting a sense of adventure where people were out of their comfort zone They had no idea what was going to be thrown at them. And now it just feels like we go through the motions every season. The scenes are shot in the same exact location of every season. The people that they cast have watched a lot of Survivor. So they all know how the game works. I would really love to see instead. I thought this was a good opportunity for Survivor to go to a new place. Four years ago, Jeff Probst, really pushed heavily for the show to be permanently staying in Fiji. Before that, they were traveling. So they did it for 35 seasons or so, or 30-ish seasons. And all of a sudden, now it has to be in Fiji, which is annoying to me. I would like to see... I thought this was an opportunity to go to a new location or even use a state park in the U.S., be in Hawaii. You don't have to do international travel for the show to exist. And uh, bring in some people who haven't seen the show before. I think it'd be interesting to see them reacting to the ethics of how they're supposed to play the game. That's the part that I find most interesting. Oh, 100%. I definitely do think this is a show that should most definitely be okay to operate during COVID-19. Because these people are pretty stranded and secluded here. I think to your point, it would be interesting if you got like, you know, let's say, you know, you had a bunch of people sign up for like a dating show or a cooking show. And then all of a sudden you drop them off on this island and say, Ooh. psych, it's Survivor. Yeah. You know, you know, would that be funny? <laughs> like, okay, I thought I was just going to come to be on Chopped here and now I'm on Survivor. Like, whoa, I really am not, you know, in my comfort zone. <laughs> so I think that that would be funny. Um, yeah, I just don't like the, it, it almost like makes the show not as entertaining when you have a bunch of people come on the show who have been like training. For, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Andrew Stem and I discuss this sometimes and he was a big time watcher in the early first 12 seasons or so. And then around season 12, all of a sudden it, they all just sort of had a blueprint of how to win the game because they had all seen it. Um, but they've had some seasons where they just recruit people who've never seen it before. And there are enough people who have never seen it. And to me, that's what's interesting. I like seeing people wrangling and wrestling with this idea of like, if I cut off this relationship for a million dollars, is it worth it? And what's happened is there's become this contingency of people who go on the show and they because they've they're so strategically focused on how the game is played they're really have no gripes about the social constructs of the game yeah 100 percent. you know what i was the biggest survivor fan forever until you know a lot of the rules started changing and they did start doing it in just fiji like when rudy was on survivor he was literally <laughs> my ultimate he i am I'm the number one Rudy fan. He's been my favorite character to ever be on Survivor ever. And I feel like after hit season, a couple years after that, it was still good. But I really haven't gotten into it like I used to. Well, I got good news for you. It started two days ago. There's now, I don't know if you've used Pluto TV, but there's now a 
24-7 Survivor channel on Pluto TV that just airs old seasons nonstop the whole day wow. on a loop. And they have one for the challenge as well. Oh, my God. I will 1,000% invest just so I could have old seasons it's of the free. challenge readily. Oh, my God. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a Nick Classic channel where they all air old Nick shows. It's It's amazing. Wow. That sounds like a dream come true. Pluto needs to give me some ad money because I talk, I hype up Pluto yeah. almost every episode. It seems. You plug them a lot. Yeah, it sounds like it. It's just like, yeah, it's amazing. But okay, so we don't have too much time. I will say, though, I'm glad you gave a tribute to Rudy. Rest in peace. He passed last November. I don't know if you had heard yes. about that. Of yeah. course. I told you I was his number one fan. I was heartbroken. Yeah. I wanted, um, I want to say that there was like a foundation that they were selling t shirts. Um, like tie-dye Rudy t-shirts. Uh, and I asked my mom to get me one. <laughs> she never did. So that's great. <laughs> but I do love Rudy. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a true legend. He was the first fan favorite of the show. And I'm glad when people bring up his name, it makes me happy. Yeah, me too. All right, let's talk about the challenge. We got to talk about the challenge. It was a very strange season that just occurred. Season yes. 35. And they're currently preparing to go out and shoot season 36 i don't we don't know where that's going to be but we have seen some leaked cast information have you seen the leaked cast information for this next season i have and you know what i it is nice that there's some ogs that they're bringing back yeah um durell yep yep 100 um however there are a ton of new faces that they're starting to pull from very random franchises. <laughs> <laughs> um, and about right after last season ended, I listened to an interview with Johnny Bananas, and I don't know if he's ever going to come back. Was that Chicks in the Office? Of course, I listened to it yeah. every <laughs> Tuesday and Thursday. Come on. <laughs> My sister and I drove to Texas uh two weeks ago we drove all the way to texas to help move her into school and she was we were playing a lot of podcasts and she listens to chicks in the office but she'd never watched the challenge and i was like hey has johnny bananas been on there because i know he's friends with them and she yes. so she, we listened to that whole interview and i that was the same way i came away from it thinking i it, it, it sounds it like he's done right it was emotional yeah. i yeah. have loved johnny bananas since literally i was 10 years old like he has just been <laughs> Mr. Challenge for me. And now hearing like, I, I don't know about you, but just like see how defeated he was last challenge. And, you know, he did win, which was killer and well-deserved, but he was so emotional after. And it's almost like you could feel it. Like, ha, ah, I, I just think he's done. And that's sad. It truly is the end of an era. Like, thank goodness CT is still coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think it'll be interesting. I think one of the things about Johnny Bananas is he understands storytelling and what makes the best story. So for him yes. to stop now is an amazing story. But I do think it's possible. Maybe he takes a couple seasons off and maybe someone calls him out and he comes back and he knows that that would make a great narrative. So, oh, And you said it best. He is the king of narrative. He knows exactly how to manipulate a show or a storyline to make it more appealing to the audience and i could 1000 percent see him saying what a great story it would be for me to leave 
you know, and, and retire yeah. now. And then what a great story would it be to come back three years later, you know? <laughs> yeah, Johnny Bananas not in the leaked cast information for season 36. Apparently, the cast is in quarantine at the moment. And if you follow Johnny's Instagram, he definitely <laughs> is not quarantining right now. Nope, he definitely is not. But now it puts the challenge in an interesting spot. And first of all, I will say, I just watched Battle of the Seasons recently. So I've been watching a lot of these old seasons. And that was the last season he was not on. That was eight years ago. So he's been on like 16, 15 or 16 straight seasons. He's been on 20 total seasons. And I, I like the idea of him getting a break. You don't need to same, see the same people every season. But what we do know is that MTV is going to want to groom the next face of the franchise to be on every single season. Out of the people in the pool right now, are there a couple of people you would look at as potential for that role? Oh, and Wes. Yeah, Without a question but- of a doubt, Wes will fill Johnny's shoes. So, but how old is Wes? How old? I mean, how much longer is? Don't they want a younger person to kind of be the next generation of the show? Yeah, and you know, maybe Jordan could do that. Yeah. Maybe Jordan, but I also just feel like nobody. There hasn't been a rookie that has come onto the show that has presented themselves as a rookie as intense as the OGs have when they were rookies. Like when maybe Jay. When CT and Johnny and Wes were all fresh meat on the show, yeah, it was scary. Their <laughs> intensity levels and the way that they would compete was truly scary. Like, it, it was almost unhuman. And now when you have these people come on, like Jay, yeah, Jay did compete, and that was great, and he did a good job, but he, there's still something about the intensity that's starting to go down. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But I think Jay definitely of one of these newer people, he has the potential to be a reoccurring character. I gotta say, I God bless him, but I, I don't need to see Corey on every season. This is going to be season number eight. And it yeah. seems like for whatever reason, MTV loves him. I know he has another show on there. It seems like he's down to just keep collecting the paychecks. But my gosh, there just isn't anything all that interesting about the guy. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's like, okay, let's keep bringing Corey and Nelson back every season so we can see their bromance together, and then they both can go home after talking big game for 10 episodes. Yeah. Like, all right, we get it. You you talk, but, you know, you over uh, oversell and under-deliver. Yeah. Yeah, I will say Nelson was pretty entertaining on this last season. We'll, we'll talk. Let's talk about Total Madness season 35. I have to say, Rachel, out of all the seasons, I've now seen 14 seasons of the challenge. I know you're really proud of that. I am. That's incredible. It took me 14 <laughs> years to watch 14 seasons. And you have that done, you know, in under two. So, yeah, I'm incredibly impressed. Yeah, so I've pretty much seen almost everything from cutthroat to now i still have to watch rivals three and invasion but i've seen every season basically over the last 10 years seen a lot of them now and total madness may have been the worst one it hands down was the worst one (laughs) it was honestly almost not even enjoyable to watch like 
by the end of it, I was just like, gosh, I don't really, I'm not crazy about this group. The competitions, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, Jack. It was bad. The one thing that I thought about this season was wild as all H-E double hockey sticks was the (laughs) fact that Melissa was pregnant. (laughs) And attempted to run a final and was pregnant and didn't even know it. I mean, these competitions are already hard enough. Could you imagine? Poor girl. I can't can't imagine. I don't know what that would be like for my body. (laughs) I had an unpopular opinion about casting. What? You ready for this? Yeah. I want to see more Polly. I want to bring Polly back. Bring back Polly. Bring back Cara. Bring back uh, um, who was that Brazilian? Uh, Camilla. Bring back Camilla. You yeah. Know? Bring back people who literally are super athletes and also love to stir the pot. That's yeah. what makes the show entertaining. People who are like alpha, alpha males and alpha females, and you put them all in the same room together. That's what I like. Yeah, the thing that I think was lacking, I mean, there were a lot of problems with this last season of the challenge, but one of the things is there needed to be an antagonist to the Johnny Bananas camp because he squashed his beef with Wes. So I would have loved to see Polly on there. I mean, like we talk about Corey and Nelson, what are they really delivering? And love or hate Polly, I just think the guy is very complex, very interesting, very eloquent in the way he speaks. Like he's just... He's really interesting. Every time I hear him talk, he's, you know, a little odd. He's a little out there. And I wouldn't say that he's a hero by any stretch of the imagination. But I think the guy is just made for these kind of shows. And I'd like to see more of him and less of the wallpaper type people that give you just sort of a generic quote here or there. I like people like Polly. I like people like Josh, too. I think Josh's emotion wearing his heart on his sleeve is good for the challenge. Yeah, I agree. I also think that Polly kind of has that same trait that Johnny has where he knows how to create a good storyline. Like, you know, yeah. Polly is smart. And I think that the person who he portrays on TV isn't 100% him, but he knows that that's going to keep people tied into his character, you know? Yeah, and now Devin apparently is going to be back, male Devin. Love it. And he's a good character, but the difference between someone like him and Polly is Devin hasn't really backed it up performance-wise in the physical competitions where Polly has. Of course they bring Devin back on the season where Johnny's not going to be here, and Devin hates <laughs> yeah. Johnny with like every ounce of his whole being. <laughs> yeah, well, things were really bad the last time they were together, so I think that was probably a good decision to separate right, them. Right, right, I agree. You didn't catch any of last season of Big Brother, did you? No, I did not. So I wrote a column this week. You can check it out on jackvita.com. And it's about how Big Brother 22, Big Brother All-Stars, impacts the future for the challenge. And just me teasing that, do you have any idea what I mean by that? Well, I mean, it's becoming a pretty common trend that no longer are they pulling characters and competitors for the challenge from the real world. They're pulling them from yeah. Big Brother. Yeah. So they are kind of grooming the future of the challenge. Yeah. And so now this next season, you're not getting any of that those fresh people in there. So you're going to have an entire draft class where you're probably not going to have anyone. Now, maybe, maybe a couple of these people who are on All-Stars, they kind of get a second look. Maybe Cody Calafiore... 
he gets brought on. Paulie's been a good addition to the challenge. Right. So maybe maybe a couple of them, but for the most part, it's an older cast. You're not going to see many of them on the challenge. Most of them have moved on with their life from doing reality TV. So you're going to have a whole year where you're not going to have any new people coming into the pipeline for the challenge. So that impacts their casting selection. It could mean they go a little deeper into casting from other seasons of Big Brother, or maybe they just return back to MTV. They pull from Are You the One a little more. There was that season of The Real World that aired on Facebook Watch last summer. Yep. It'll be interesting to see. What do you think about that? I don't know. I I think that it's good that you know they're finding other options to pull people from i think big brother being that there are competitions in big brother um sometimes it does take more of an athletic person to complete those competitions so i think it's good that they do have a good pool of people in the big brother franchise that they can pick from i think it would be great tv if we could have paulie and cody on a season together um just don't do bloodlines too but still have them right exactly 100 (laughs) percent Anything else on this casting? Is there anyone else that you'd really like to see on the challenge that we haven't we haven't seen in a little bit or was not in this casting uh, profile for this next season? Um, did you see Jordan on that list, or did you just see no. Tori? Yeah, I yeah, saw, no Jordan. I saw Tori, but but no Jordan. So that was kind of disappointing. I do like them being on the same season together. Um. So, yeah, that was disappointing. Yeah, I think Jordan runs his business, so I don't know if he's as available to go on all the time, um, which is too bad because I think he's a great character. I also think Tony might be... Tony put in his Instagram that he's retired from the challenge, and maybe that's a good thing for him. Yeah, I do think it is a good thing. I think that being on the challenge wasn't really healthy for uh, his family, so I think that was pretty responsible of him to remove himself from that situation. I was lastly wondering, I've, we've covered everything from now. What have you been, have you binged any old seasons of reality TV? What have you watched in addition to these shows that we've talked about during the last six months of quarantine? I'm curious. Oh my gosh. It'll take me like two minutes to list everything that I've watched, but <laughs> it started off with Tiger King. Um, I watched a lot of that. I watched Twin Peaks. I watched... Um, a lot of Even Stevens, that's a Raven. I watched um, Little Fires Everywhere. That was a great show. I watched Big Little Lies, um, season two of um, The Umbrella Academy. I watched, oh, I've rewatched the show Dexter like eight times. I rewatched Dexter again. And I also rewatched all of Peaky Blinders. So. I've been rewatching a ton of old shows that I do love a lot, um, and then some classics. But what about yourself? Have you have anything good in store that you've been rewatching? Yeah, so I saw a lot of these seasons of the challenge for the first time, and I will tell you that Free Agents and Battle of the X's two, those two seasons back to back, might be as good as the show gets. I love those seasons. Oh, absolutely! Really good. Yeah, those were absolute classics. Rivals one was amazing. Uh, there are a lot of really good seasons over that stretch. And then you start to get a little later into it and you sort of see over the last few years it hasn't been quite as good. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know if you've noticed as well, but like the violence in the show has kind of toned down. Like I remember you sent me a video on Snapchat of people getting into a fist fight 
and you like don't ever, <laughs> you like never see people getting into fist fights on the challenge anymore. And that used to be a common occurrence, like every show. That was actually a clip from the real world Portland, I guess, with oh. Naya and Avery. Yeah, but yeah, that, I saw re- season one of the Real World. I'd never seen the Real World before. I loved that. I'm trying to find a way to watch other seasons of the Real World. I want to watch the old ones. I think it'd be really fun to binge a bunch of those, but sadly it hasn't been on streaming yet. I'm hoping it can make its way to CBS All Access. The challenge is on CBS All Access now. I was such a big Real World fan. I will never forget. Um, I I loved the Real World New Orleans. Um, I don't know if you have watched any seasons of the challenge with Big Easy on it. Yeah, I've seen those. Oh, I love Big Easy. <laughs> I wish he would come back to the challenge. But yeah, so many old good characters that the real world produced that the challenge got to see as well. Just really interesting and really good human beings like DM, you know, who was on the challenge for so long and then ended up passing away from cancer. But there's yeah. just so many good stories and so many great human beings that came from the real world who you you know, learned and fell, you fell in love with these people and their stories and their struggles on the real world. And then you watch them compete on the challenge and it's like, whoa, you know, who, who, <laughs> who made these people? And I've watched some old Survivor seasons that are rewatches. I'm watching Survivor Gabon season 17 right now. I don't know if you watched that one. That seems like that'd probably be around the era of when yeah. you were watching the show. Yeah, 100%. It's a hilarious season. It's so funny. I That's a good one to rewatch, or if you've never seen before, I recommend it. Because it's just silly. It's funny, and it's in Africa, so it's a really cool location. It's, a, it's an awesome season. Yeah, 100%. I do remember that. And the last one that I will say, and then I gotta let you go, but did you ever watch Kid Nation? No. Do you know what Kid Nation is? I don't think so. So there's a show... And it was kind of like the real world for kids. And they dropped off 40 kids and they said, you guys are going to live in this abandoned town, which was probably built by production, but it was like in New Mexico or Arizona. It was like a wild west type of town. And you guys are going to like rebuild this town and create your own town with your own rules. And there are 12 or 13 episodes. It's all on YouTube, and it was really good. It, I really enjoyed it. Is it scripted, or is it legit? It's a real show. It was a wow. real show. And these kids were, like, ages maybe, like, 7 or 8 to 15. And wow. Yeah, it was really good. And it was... It sounds like chaos. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was chaos. It was on CBS. It was really good. And I think you'd like that because I know you like the real world. 100%. I'll have to check it out if it's on YouTube. Yeah. All right, Rachel. This was a lot of fun. Don't be a stranger. We're going to need to podcast sooner than we had last. I mean, it had been over a year. So (laughs) we'll get another one of these out by the end of 2020. Okay. Absolutely. I promise you I will be more accessible for the pod. So. Let me know next time you would like for me to hop on and I'd love to join. It's always such a pleasure to catch up with you. And um, I love these conversations. It's always refreshing because it's not often that, you know, friends just want to sit down and talk about TV. (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thankful for you and I'm thankful for your contributions to the podcast. This is a lot of fun today. Absolutely. It totally was. Well, thank you again for asking me to come on. I had a blast. I'm looking forward to the next one. All right. Have a great, uh, have a great day. Talk to you soon. (laughs) You too. Take care, Jack.
Well, folks, that does it for my conversation today with Rachel Gerhardt. It was a lot of fun getting into the kids show bracket. I hope all of you are enjoying that. You can check and don't forget to vote at Jack Vita Show on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash Jack Vita Show. We'll be back with another episode next week recapping the Sweet 16, seeing what Elite 8 matchups we have coming up. We'll also talk some sports. We took a little break from sports this week, but we will be back with that very soon. And I hope you are as excited about reality TV as we are. Hopefully Survivor can get back in action soon. Maybe you want to check out one of those old seasons of The Challenge or Survivor or The Amazing Race, you name it. We'll have plenty more coming up this fall. I'm excited for things to get a little more normal as we inch closer to the end of this crazy year, 2020. But I believe that there are a lot of good things happening right now. We just don't hear about them a whole lot. So focus on those positive things and thank God for what he has given to you. That's what I've been doing lately. Definitely helps a lot. Definitely helps a lot. If you disagree with any of my stances on kids shows, if I'm wrong about Fairly Odd Parents, here's what I want you to do. Leave a five-star rating on iTunes and in your review, you can start it off by saying, this is a good show, love it, whatever. And then after that, say, usually agree with Jack or usually disagree, usually like listening, but he's completely wrong about Fairly Odd Parents. That's a way that I can hear your thoughts. I can get a pulse for the audience and I want to know what your thoughts are on the content lately. If you're enjoying it, if there are things that you would like us to do a little better job, or if you just disagree with me, I would love to hear your thoughts. So please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the Jack Vita Show on Spotify, Apple Pod, Stitcher, you name it. We're there. Google Play, Google Podcasts, whatever that thing's called. Subscribe. Please leave a five-star rating and review. It goes a long way for the podcast. Thank you all for tuning in, for voting on the bracket, for sticking with me in 2020. I appreciate all of you, and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Have a great Labor Day weekend. And until next time, I'm Jack Vita, bringing the dancing lobsters. <laughs>